0: Well, if you don't know me, my name's Eric. I'm the lead pastor here at Alpine Church, and I'm just glad to be here with you guys today. And so we are getting back into the Ten Commandments series. Uh, if you were with us six weeks ago, we covered the first four. So we did all the commandments that relate to our vertical relationship with God. How should we treat, each, treat God, and how should we live our lives uh, in a way that he says those that's what the first four commandments are and then the last six are all about our horizontal relationships so we got the vertical relationships does it remind you of anything when i talk about vertical and horizontal uh, everything points back to jesus okay everything all these ten commandments and you'll hope you'll see that by the end of what we're talking about today but the horizontal commandments are how we treat other people jesus summed up the ten commandments and uh, it's all about loving God and loving people. And so we are talking about the fifth commandment. We are in the fifth commandment today, and we're going to talk about honoring your father and mother. And so if you're here today and you want to go grab uh, your children, <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> I understand that because it's a great, it's, it's, it's a great message for them to... Uh, Listen to, sorry, I had to adjust something really quick, but um, I know how it is to be a parent. I've got three children of my own, um, and one of them's in here today. I've got my mother's here today, so I've got to speak lightly about uh, parenthood, but um, there's a lot to say about this commandment, so I want to get in. Let's just read the verse together, and then we're going to talk about it. This is the fifth commandment. Honor your father and mother, then you will live a long, or live a long full life in the land that your, the Lord your God has given you. So I've got three points I want to bring out of this message about honoring your parents. But first of all, I want to ask anybody, so if you're here today, have, have you if, raise your hand if you have had or have parents now. Hopefully, everybody's raising your hand. If you didn't, I wonder, where did you come from? (laughs) But you know what? Parenting is difficult, okay? I'm just going to say that. Uh, I've learned many lessons in parenting. Uh, First of all, I have learned how weak I am. I have learned that I have shortcomings I have said things to my children that I wished I'd never said. I have gotten angry over things that was, uh, I wished I wouldn't have, and so I have learned uh, to be humble in the whole idea of parenting. None of us is perfect, uh, but also uh, for children, if you're a child out there, uh, it's not very easy growing up with your parents either, right? Because they like expect you to just know things without teaching you, like uh, uh, tying your shoes, you know, like when they get to that age of tying their shoes, you're like, what, you can't tie your shoes? Like, what's the deal? They're like, well, dad, you never taught me how, or uh, right now I'm like uh, reading with my kindergartner. Uh, We have to read, he's just barely starting to read, and so we read this book three times at night, and I have never, I didn't know, I knew I was impatient, I just didn't know I was this impatient, (laughs) Uh, When it comes to teaching someone how to read, thank God uh, my wife is so much more patient than I am. But uh, there's been some blessing in parenting also. I mean, I've learned so many great, wonderful things about how God loves me uh, and and how our relationship with our kids kind of mirrors how God is with us. Uh, I've learned um, that uh, it's not all about me. Life isn't all about me. I don't have to be selfish but that God gave me people to care for. And just uh, having children is so wonderful, and it's such a blessing. And it's important to God. This relationship, the child-parent relationship, is so important to God, he decided to put it in his top ten list. That's what the Ten Commandments are, and he throws it right there in the middle. Five, it's the first one when relating to people, and I want to get into the reason why it is, where it is in the Ten Commandments. But my first point is this. When kids honor their parents, they honor God's healthy plan for families, okay? So what this means is God cares so much about families because... Families are the first, parents are the first authority that a child grows up with and has and sees, okay? Kids can't quite understand who God is yet uh, growing up and they're small, but they do see their tangible parent there and that is the first authority, that's the first person that they're supposed to respect, uh, the first person that they get love from and cared for okay and so this is why it's so important to God because God set these roles up on purpose you see God has plans he has strategies oftentimes I get uh, grief from people uh, if you're out there no offense but sometimes people ask me like Eric why, why does church have to be so organized and why, why, why does there always have to be a plan can't we just do everything organic and I say well Uh, because God has plans and God has strategies. And so one way we see uh, God having a strategy is that he uses the family to set up every kind of authority out there in the world. You see, the parents are the first authority figure in a child's life. Therefore, we are the ones who are supposed to show God and respect and God's honor to our children in this fifth commandment. God knew that, Uh, If we could grow up and and build healthy families, then healthy families would build healthy churches, and healthy churches of families would build healthy societies, and societies would build countries, and so on and so forth. And so that's the way God designed it, is the hierarchy. He has a structure of how he wants things to be in the world, and it starts with the family. Tim Keller says this, it's respect for parents that is the basis for every other kind of respect and every other kind of authority. So we have this huge, as parents, this profound impact that we can have on that relationship with our kids. And so my first question to you is this, to all of us, are we creating an environment in our home that fosters and encourages our children to respect, honor, and obey us? That's the question. Are we creating an environment that fosters and encourages our children to be able to respect, honor, and obey us? If, they're, if we're not, if our kids aren't being very obedient and they don't honor us, we can't very well go and blame them, right? And say, why aren't you following these commands? God put them in the Bible for you. I've never read them to you, but why aren't you following them? Uh, we're obviously the adults in the room, right? And so we uh, have this huge responsibility. So we thought that the fifth commandment was about kids, right? That's why we wanted to go grab our kids. But it seems that it's for everyone. It's for the whole family, especially for the parents. Um, and, and so what this means is, is we need to be teaching our kids obedience, obedience, Honor for the parents, not just to make our lives easier. That shouldn't be the goal at all, actually. The goal should be because we want to honor God, because we love God. And so that brings up the idea of discipline. I'm not going to get into discipline right now, but I will say that I... I opened up my Bible app on my phone, YouVersion Bible app. If you don't have it, download it. I don't get paid by them, by the way. This is not a commercial for the Bible app, but it has done so much for me to have the Bible on my phone. I can read plans with people, and, and uh, it sends me reminders when I'm being lazy and not reading my Bible. Hey, you need to read your Bible. And so, like, seriously, God talks to me through this thing, this, my phone. That sounds weird, but that's the truth, because the Bible's in there. Uh, But I I typed in the word discipline in the search. I I challenge you to go do that this week. Just type in discipline. How many times it says God disciplines those whom he loves and he talks about disciplining kids and and all that stuff. So that's all a part of teaching kids how to honor your parents. It's not the only thing. And I I do want to give you this disclaimer that I am not standing up here and advocating for any kind of abuse whatsoever. You know, Jesus says that Uh, uh, those who cause these little ones to sin or those who take advantage of these little ones of the children, it would be better for them to have a millstone tied around their neck and be thrown into the bottom of the sea, okay? So God, children are important to God, and we have been given a role as parents to, to protect, to teach, to train, but not to abuse, not to take advantage of, okay? But it's not just about parents. All the pressure isn't just on the parents, okay? Uh, the kids have a profound impact on what happens to the family. If kids would uh, be trained up and learn to love God or, or, or want to honor God, then they could make things at home so much easier, and there would, there would be blessing in that if kids would learn how to obey their parents. But why is this such a big deal to God? Again, I've already stated the thing about in uh, society, right? If, if, if in order for a person to succeed, they first have to understand that respect and authority role that God has given parents in a child's life, okay? Uh, how are they going to go out into the world and be able to succeed in life if they can't even learn how to submit under th- authority at home? I was uh, listening to a preacher on this subject, and he said, hey, if you're dating today, If you're uh, single and you're dating, um, look at the person that you're dating and see do they honor? their parents? Do they honor their father and mother? And he says, if they do not, you better question whether you should be even dating that person or not, because if they can't respect their parents, how will they grow out into the world and respect their boss and be able to have a good career? How will they respect your role as a spouse in the God-given roles that God gave? How will they be able to respect that if they cannot first respect and honor their parents? How will they be able to honor God if they can't follow what he said? Now, I, I say that to say that we all can't actually follow God's commandments, at least not perfectly. I mean, we all mess up. As I said before, I mean, parent is ta- parenting has humbled me, it's taught me so many things. I still have a lot to learn. That's one of the reasons why it's so important for God. The, the other reason is this. It pleases the Lord. Colossians 3.20 says, Children, always obey your parents for this pleases the Lord. If you are a believer, you want to please the Lord, right? Part of uh, being a Christian is finding out what does it say in his word and going and doing it. And that is honoring God. And so we should want to do this because it pleases God. God And then here's the, the scary one, <laughs> and don't worry because we're not in the Old Testament anymore, so you're not going to be put to death, but it says anyone who dishonors father and mother must be put to death. How many of us would be guilty? Raise your hand. Almost... Everyone, everyone would be guilty of that, right? Well, God in the Old Testament, as he was giving these commands to his nation, uh, Israel, this was a set-apart nation that he was going to use to reach the, west, the rest of the world with his truth about who he is. And so he had, again, to set up structure and order. And part of it was, is if you have kids that are raising up and they're dishonoring you and they're not following me, they're not going to help us fulfill this goal that we need to get to, and so we need to put them to death. And that seems very severe, right? It is. But sometimes it has to be. Thank God we're not under that, so, uh, you know, we're all safe to go home today. I'm not going to lock the doors and have Mike... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry to bring you into that, man. I, I didn't want to look like the bad guy. <laughs> so anyhow, it's very, it's very severe. This is a very severe thing. God takes this, this, this very seriously. Here's another thing I want to say, though. You might be out there and you say, well, you don't know what I had to go through when I grew up. You don't know my parents. You want me to respect, honor, and obey my parents, what they did to me, uh, the people that they were. Maybe some of you might not even know your biological parents. Maybe uh, they've uh, lived a, a, a hard life. Maybe there was addiction in there somewhere, and you're saying, you want me to honor and respect and obey them? And I know this gets difficult. This commandment is so much deeper than what we can even cover in 30 minutes. But there are two kinds of respects in the Bible that I believe. There's a respect for uh, someone who just does good, and they deserve it, right? Someone who does, you know a guy at work or whatever, this guy is a good guy, he does what he says he's going to do, I respect him, okay? This is the earned respect. But then there's the role and the positional uh, authority, that respect, where no matter who they are and what they've done, uh, God gave them that role. God gave. Do you know that God gave your parents, whoever they are, uh, w- even if they didn't do everything right or a lot of things right, they brought you into the world. You wouldn't be here without them, and so therefore, you know God if you're a believer because of them. So God sets up this this these roles, and it's not perfect because we live in a sinful world. But God, it says in the Bible, He set up the government, uh, leaders, uh, and we don't always agree with all of them either and what they do, and neither does He, and they are sinful just like we are. But God sets these things up out there in the world because He has a plan and a strategy again that we can't fully understand or fathom. God placed uh, parents in our lives Because of the role, he gave respect to that role. And if God wants honor and respect for that role, then we should have respect for that role as well. God uh, put positions in the church, spiritual leaders uh, to be respected. Again, there are so many, your, your bosses are to be respected. The Bible says it in so many different ways that there is a respect that is just given to a person in leadership. Now, a lot of us might say that person shouldn't be there or that person should be there. And we we can say those things, but uh, until they're not in that position, they still do respect because of that role. We have to understand that God has This sovereign rule over earth and over the world, although things are broken. So, simply put, again, when someone honors their parents, they honor God. That word honor in that verse uh, is the word kavod, which is in, in Hebrew, it means this weighty glory, this heavy respect. And that word is used when talking about God himself. And so God now attaches the word of weighty glory, not just to him, but to the role that he's given to in parenthood. Okay, so now there's this dual emphasis of even the fifth commandment. When you are honoring father and mother, you are ultimately honoring God. And that's my first point. And the second one is this. Honoring our parents is more than just about obeying them in our childhood. Now, if I was to ask this question, you guys can answer, what is the number one thing you want from your kids? Anybody? There you go. Okay. I heard love once. I heard love once. Okay, love should be... It should be first. I mean, I know when I first asked myself that question, I thought, obedience all the way? How easy would life be if my kids would just do everything the first time I say, right? (laughs) Love should be in there, you know, up there, okay? But yes, obedience, right? But think about this. It's not just about making them obey. That's not what this means, right? Because you can force people to obey, but do they respect you? Is there that weighty honor, that glory, that respect that God is talking about? No. No, there isn't. You see, the the definition, uh, simply put, to obey, to follow directions. But honor is to give value and respect. And so We want our kids to honor us, not just obey us. And how do we do that then? First, we teach them God's word. Secondly, we need to love them uh, in order to gain, get their respect in the first place, right? My mentor tells me this. He says, rules without relationship leads to rebellion, okay? And so we can have all the rules, but if we don't have any relationship then why would they honor and respect me? But when you can get a kid to love you and value you because you give that to them, they will want to. It's kind of like our relationship with Jesus, right? When we know that He loves us so much, I want to do what He says. And I feel terrible when I don't do what He says. Why? Because He loves me. It's not just about obedience. Yes, I want to be obedient. But let's look at Uh, What Paul says in the New Testament, he reiterates this Old Testament commandment. Here's what he says to the Ephesian church, children obey your parents because you belong to the Lord for this is the right thing to do. Now, first of all, I want to say that Ephesians chapter 5 and 6 has a huge portion about what the roles are that God set up in the family. So if you don't know these portions of Scripture, I would encourage you to read these, pull out your Bible app, You know, highlight this, go to Ephesians 5. It talks about uh, husband, wife, family, and child relationships and how the family should be operating in a Christian way. It's a great summary of all those things. So in your small groups this week, if you're going to go to one, Make sure you talk about this. Read this. Study this. Because God did give specific roles in the family for it to work properly. Even if we don't like them, he gave them. Okay? And so, but here we go. And my second point is this, that it's saying, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. Or in another translation, it says, obey your parents in the Lord. And so either way, it's talking about Christians, people who are believers, This is what it's saying is if you are a believer, uh, you should be uh, honoring your believing parents. That's really the context of this verse. But what about uh, so many of us may have family members, uh, parents that have different faith than we do. Like how do we navigate that? Because that's tough, right? Do I still have to honor them and obey them? And then what about when I become an adult, do I still have to be obedient As an adult child, be obedient to my my parents. How does that work? Well, I would venture to say that the obedience part drops off as you're not living with them anymore and under their authority, but that you still have to honor and obey. Again, this is specifically, it says the word children. It's not talking about adult children. It's talking about children be obedient. Now, as adults, we still have to obey. We obey God, we obey authorities and all those other things, but the parent... The parent aspect drops out, so I've let you off the hook. So when your, your in-law or whoever, you know, tries to use this verse to say, you need to obey me, um, that's not really the case. But hopefully they won't do that. Uh, but I want to cover five practical ways how you can honor your parents uh, as a child and even as an adult child. And the first one I want to say is this, speak well of them. I know this is hard for us, right? The Bible talks about how the tongue is uh, full of evil and we struggle holding our tongue. I do. I struggle uh, holding my tongue and, and I've been guilty of saying things about parents in front of my kids and, and, and so, but I feel bad about it and especially as I'm preparing for this, you know, God works through me as I'm preparing for a message and I'm like, man, I was telling my buddy, I was telling Mike the other day, I was like, yeah, preparing for the fifth commandment. He's like, Is it that bad, huh? And I was like, Well, I'm just not into it that much, you know. But now, because I've God has really wrestled with me in my heart, I actually I am so excited to be talking about the fifth commandment today, uh, because it goes so deep. It goes so deep, deeper than what we can understand. Um and talk about in 30 minutes. But the first thing I want to say, speak well of them, because again, it's a big deal to God. Uh, remember how he said, uh, you would have to be put to death if you dishonored your parents in the Old Testament. Remember, it's a big deal, okay? People are watching us. It's not very Christian-like to be uh, you know, gossiping or speaking evil of our parents. Um, I jokingly uh, said to my my teenage son a while ago like every once in a while I'll just joke around and I'll say you better honor and obey me and respect me I know you're getting taller and he's going to be taller than me but you will not be as wide as I am and he's like probably thinking that's is that a good thing dad to be to grow up and be wide <laughs> and I was like uh what I mean is is that I'm always going to be stronger than you that's probably not true either right but for now, you better honor and respect and obey me because I, I am stronger. Speak well of me. That's what I want. And speak respect to our parents as well. The second thing, appreciate them. Parents want to see uh, themselves in us, okay? So what that means is um, they look at us and they're like, okay. Now that they're, you know, in their 20s or 30s or 40s, have I instilled any kind of values into them? Have I, is there any part of me that was good that is now in them? And the question, the question uh, usually is... We, we, we try to not be like our parents growing up, right? We're like, oh, I hope I'm not like them when I grow up. I'm going to do everything the opposite way. But there are things that our parents passed along. You know, one of them, my dad, like he is so famous for being super early to everything, like 30, 45 minutes early. He's pacing outside of a building, like when are we going to get this thing going, you know? And, and I have turned into that, like, but 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 but. I'm not saying it's a bad thing actually. Uh I have been able to be have integrity and have a lot of jobs and 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 keep jobs because I haven't really ever been late in my life and I don't haven't taken a lot of days off because uh that maybe that was instilled into me by him. That integrity, doing the thing that I that he said he was going to do. I always saw that about him and and so we want to tell our parents those things, right? Like look what you uh, I appreciate you for teaching me this lesson or that lesson in my life. Uh, even, you know, all the things that I put my parents through in my teens and early 20s. Um, I hope my my mom is in the crowd. I hope that you understand that I appreciate you for all the things that you have done, for showing God's grace to me through all the struggles that I had in life when I could have been, should have been kicked out. I should have been... Uh, basically banished from the family, but God God, God was good and my parents were good, and so I appreciate them for that. And they want to hear those things. So we can honor them by telling them those things. We can seek their wisdom. Now, this doesn't mean it has to be spiritual wisdom. Again, we don't all have the same faiths and uh, as, our, as our family members do, and so we have to have a boundary with that sometimes. I know a lot of people it causes a, a fight in their family when they bring up the spiritual aspect of things, and, and certainly I don't want anybody going to uh, a family member who isn't a believer trying to get spiritual advice from them. And so, but you can. The Bible talks about uh, with age comes wisdom. And so they have learned some things in this life that they can teach us. And sometimes we have to go out of our way to maybe think uh, uh, of a way to say, hey, ask a question. It might take you a minute to ask them a question so that they can actually have the chance to give some advice. I mean,. <laughs> How I would love for my teenage son to come and ask me for advice for something. He's in that phase where I don't think teenagers ask their parents for advice about anything. At least this is how it's going for my first. Uh, but I hope when he's older he comes to me and is like, Hey, Dad, you know... What do you think about this? What do you think about that? How should I, you know, what do you think about this car I'm going to buy or this house or, you know, investments or uh, things like that? You know, we can seek to find ways to honor our parents again because it pleases the Lord. Here's another one. Support them. When people get older, they get more vulnerable. They get more fragile. They're not as strong. David in Psalm 71, he says, Do not cast me off in the time of old age. Forsake me not when my strength is spent. He's talking to God and he's in fear of having to be isolated. He's in fear of being left alone, weak, and helpless. And so for us, part of honoring them can be coming alongside to support them in a physical way, if that's what they need, okay? Again, there are all kinds of things. I can't get into boundaries right now, but again, I understand we all have difficult situations where uh, sometimes these things won't work to keep you and your family healthy, but for the most part, um, supporting them physically is a biblical thing, okay? Okay? We should be doing that not just with our parents, but with anybody if we are Christians. And here's the hard one. before you <laughs> Embrace yourself before you get up and leave. You might have to support them financially. You know what the Bible says? 1 Timothy 5.8 But those who won't care for their relatives, especially those in their own household, have denied the true faith. Such people are worse than unbelievers. That's, that's tough, right? And kids, like... You guys don't know how much it costs to take care of a kid and raise a kid. I mean, my parents, I could never repay them for all the money it costs to raise me and all the trouble that I had got into, but uh, we'll never be able to repay them, but we do need to take care of them. If we have that in our means and we're able to do that, again, it's about being generous. Uh, God loves someone who is generous and we can do that, especially with our relatives, the Bible says. And kids, one day you're getting taken care of right now, but one day it's going to flip. And so you better listen to your parents about going to, getting a job and going to college and doing whatever you can because we need that money for you guys to take care of us. But hopefully, hopefully, you guys, hopefully, us as parents have put away savings and we're being smart about it so that we can help our kids help us. And hopefully, our parents have done the same thing. Last thing I want to say is this forgive them. We've all come to the point where we've understood that our parents are not perfect, they've made many mistakes. Uh, They've uh, sinned against us. They've gotten angry over things they shouldn't have been angry, unwise decisions that they've made about the family, about the finances, about all kinds of things, deep wounds that we have because of our parents. Um, It does not mean that we have to uh, minimize what they've done or things that's happened, but it does mean forgiveness means to actually accept the wound, it means that you're gonna you're going you're gonna oversee it. You're gonna uh, look past it. It doesn't mean it doesn't still hurt. It just means that you have to to give before um, take the wound, accept that you're hurt. Because if you're a Christian, again, God has done so much for you and for me, forgiving us uh, for all the things that we've done against Him, and so therefore we need to do that with the people that have hurt us, especially our parents. And so for those of you who are adults and we're entering into this holiday season, um, how big of a witness would it be to the power, to the life-changing grace of Jesus Christ to reach out to the parent that you might be struggling with and maybe just try to make something work if if you can or if you can't, I don't know, get together with them. But to, to, to be able to say, you know what, I love God. And God says in his word that I'm supposed to honor my father and mother. And I know that we've got all these things that we haven't resolved. And I know that we have differences of opinion. But it says in his word to honor you. And so because I love him, I'm here to honor you. And I want to tell you that I love you, that God loves you. And I want to thank you uh, for the most important thing you did was bring me into this world so that I could come to know Jesus Christ one day. How amazing, how powerful would that be if we could do that? And when we can do those types of things, God says he's going to bless those who honor their parents, okay? Let's go back to the, the commandment again. Honor your father and mother, then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God has given you. It's the first commandment that it says that has a promise written after it. If you do this... This will happen, okay? A good thing will happen. It says it over and over in the, in, the, in the New Testament version in Ephesians 6. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. God is saying if you will follow his commands, if you will live inside of his boundaries, he will bless you. There is blessing in just following God and living his way and going by his word. The Bible says you can choose, choose sin, which is everything other than God's word and other than God's truth. Okay, we have our opinions and we can do the things we want to do and the way we feel, or we can follow God's truth. And he says, "There is blessing in that alone. It's not talking about some magical thing that's going to happen if I follow God's word, but in that alone is blessing. That's why he gave us these boundaries. That's why he gave us the Ten Commandments, not to, to restrict us, and so we can't have any fun anymore. It's more like, I know you, I created you, I created the world, I created the systems, the the strategy for reaching the world, and here is how my people need to live. That's what the Ten Commandments are all about. But I want us, as we close, I want you to think of the perfect example of an obedient son. Do you know who that is? It's Jesus. Jesus was the perfect example of being obedient to the father. The father says, I love those people, but they cannot follow me. They cannot follow my law. They have broken my law. They have sinned against me. And they can't make their way back to me. And so God the Father gave the most important thing to him, which was his son, to be the sacrifice for our sins. So Christmas is come in, and the story is is that Jesus, the son of God, Became God in the flesh, born as a baby. He grew up, lived a sinless, perfect life, followed all the commandments. And then he gave his life up as a sacrifice. He didn't fight as he went to the cross. He was obedient to the point of death is what it says in the Bible. Obedient to the Father to the point of death because he knew that we needed to be forgiven for all the things that we've done against God, going our own way, being lost, being selfish. That has been us. But Jesus is our example. He's our Savior too, not just the example, but our Savior, more importantly, knowing that we cannot fulfill this law perfectly but he did and and with his power when a person trusts in Jesus for the forgiveness of their sins we can now start to live this way we can start to do things like teaching our parents how to or our kids to honor us and to honor our parents in the same way and so if you're here today and and you're struggling with this message maybe you're you're thinking but Oh, I just never had a good example of parenthood in my life. And, and so I'm here to tell you that God is a, f- a good father, a perfect father. And when you trust in his son, you get the father. As your father, he adopts you into his family. And then when you have God, he can teach you to be the parent that you should be, the parent that you can be. And if you're here today and you're saying, I failed, I just need forgiveness. And Jesus, Jesus is standing with open arms saying, come to me. All who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. Trust in Jesus. He can forgive you. Would you guys pray with me? Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for giving us uh, ways to live and boundaries to live in. Um, Thank you for coming and seeking and finding us and pursuing us. Even way before we even thought about You and tried to pursue You, You pursued us like a father to a lost son or daughter. So many of us are here today because of that, because You pursued us. And so God, we thank You for this this, this role. Uh, we, we are amazed at how amazing you are and how smart you are and how wonderful you are and we want to submit to your way of doing things help us to die to ourselves and not live to our opinions and our ideas but help us live by your truth help us through this holiday season to do whatever we got to do to follow your fifth commandment and it's not just for holidays either we know that lord it's It's a lifestyle. Help us to become the people that you want us to be. If there's anyone here today, Lord, seeking forgiveness, believer or non-believer alike, Lord, uh, wanting to feel your love and your mercy and compassion, um, let them know that you are here for them, that they can call right out to you, right where they sit or stand, and just ask you, Lord, forgive me. Please, Jesus, help me to be a good parent. Help me to be a good child. Uh, But we love you, we praise you, we thank you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.